Welcome to the Optimized Law Firm podcast, where we chat with legal pros who can help you run a more profitable and enjoyable business. I'm your host, Patrick Carver, and I'm the owner of Constellation Marketing. We are a marketing agency for law firms, and we help increase average monthly revenue for our firms by 300%. This is the first episode of the podcast, so don't judge too harshly. Uh, but we are absolutely pleased to be speaking with Matt Rotenberg of Dashboard Legal. And Matt has created a really smart product, which helps lawyers run their day-to-day operations more efficiently, effectively, and profitably. As an attorney, Matt was spending an absurd amount of time just sifting through emails, hunting for documents instead of the actual legal work. And that's when he created this solution. So listen in as we talk about how to improve your daily workflow, deliver a better client experience, and save money on labor costs. Thank you so much for checking us out and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the yet to be named podcast or interview series uh, for Constellation Marketing. And I'm pleased to be joined with Matt Rodenberg, uh, who is the CEO, founder and CEO of Dashboard Legal. And uh, I got to know Matt at Emory University. Uh, he is part of the famous turntable syndicate. Uh, <laughs> some other uh, friends of, of ours in school. Um, but so it's an interesting story, and I'll let Matt tell more about it later uh, coming up. But um, you know, he was a working attorney. Uh, went out, you know, multiple years and, you know, left that industry to tackle a big problem that he found uh, within side, you know, kind of the day-to-day workflow of what he was doing. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so first off, welcome and uh, thank you so much for joining and taking a moment out of your schedule to chat. Um, yeah. And, um, I was hoping you just, I guess, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of how you're, how you got into, um, you know, the, the project you're into now. Sure, sure. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, happy to be here and excited to connect again. Um, so I, uh, I graduated from law school in 2013 and I went straight into working in big law in New York City. Uh, two, two large law firms was primarily focused on mergers and acquisitions and in the public company space. And uh, I had always been interested in legal tech. I think since I was in law school, I love the idea of trying out new products, seeing where um, where the delivery of legal services was going. Uh, and then when I moved over to Aiken Gump, I served on the tech committee and we tried out new products and talked to different attorneys about their workflow. And that really started my more concrete interest in legal tech. And when I started um, taking a dive in January and February into um, who was making what products for whom, I started just envisioning a product that I would want in my day-to-day workflow. And I looked at the market and saw that no one was making it. And so I started down the, down the rabbit hole of what it would mean to develop a legal tech product and, um, and what it would look like to, to create something that would help the day-to-day for attorneys. It's cool. And it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting because um, I think a lot of businesses get started out in need for, you know, it's a necessity, right? You're thinking of solving the, the problem. And, um, you know, something kind of I, I was curious about with, you know, your experience, just tell us a little bit about your experience in practicing law, kind of the day to day, you know, because I know when we, we synced up a little bit, you, you were mentioning how, you actually enjoyed the the legal work and the, you know, kind of strategy and different things like that. But, um, you know, I mean, what's the day to day look like that's, or I guess kind of the, the worst part of the day or just, um, you know, the stuff that's difficult um, and, and time consuming. Yeah, sure. So as a junior and mid-level associate, um, I, I, I really enjoyed working on transactions. I, I enjoyed getting into the legal docs and, and really working to add value to our clients. That's really what I loved about practicing law. What I found though, is that the organizational demands of being a junior or mid-level associate means that you're spending an enormous amount of time just organizing incoming messages and finding them later. 
the constant search through your inbox to grab information for that partner, to find the latest client communication, to figure out the most recent document that's been circulated in red lines and so on. Uh, it, I just found that there was so much time and such a strong demand on lawyers to just handle that burden, handle that organizational requirement of, of the modern legal practice. Um, and there was no real tool other than Outlook folders, dragging and dropping, trying to stay organized that way to really help the lawyers do that part of the job. And I think if you'll talk to any, any busy lawyer, any high, high operating attorney, they'll tell you that staying organized is a huge part of their job. And the need that I, that I found was that there weren't tools to just help lawyers do that to help that day-to-day -day constant search through the inbox, um, the tedious drag and drop of emails. So that was the, really the first um, initial problem that I set out to solve was, was the, the, to create a better way for lawyers to handle the incoming information and to stay organized. Very cool. And so did you, you know, were you always kind of technology centric or was it, you know, kind of did it come as, as part of a previous passion or interest or was it something that you got into it and it kind of came out of necessity uh, that you, you know decided that there had to be a better solution for some of the technology aspects of it yeah I think I think um, you know when you're in a law firm or to a certain extent in any profession you're very insulated and your work your workflow is working for you and your colleagues you just kind of keep going um, but we all, my colleagues and I would always commiserate about this issue, about how to stay organized, how a partner would email us at one in the morning asking for an email from three weeks ago, and you'd have to go on this, you know, search and destroy mission to find that piece of information. So when I started thinking about better ways to work and just, and just envisioning it out of thin air, I took a look at what, what our colleagues in the business world were doing. I, I spoke to some of my friends who were working at large corporations or investment banks or whatever it was, and saw that there were products that were being developed to help stay organized, to help the day-to-day. -day. Um, Slack is probably the most prominent and important example of taking collaboration and communication off of email and putting it into a more fluid program in chat. So, um, you know, I think my interest started from the legal side when I was in law school about how the internet was changing, how law was practiced. And then when I was doing it day in and day out, um, I, looked to, I looked to the business world and our colleagues there and what products were being developed, SaaS products in particular, to help with that problem. Uh, and that was kind of the genesis of the two things coming together. Cool. Um, I can remember pretty vividly when I decided to start this business. Um, I was working at a software company and it was one of these situations where I felt like I'd, you know, really worked overtime on a, on a specific project and, you know, made a great pitch and then just nothing happened. And it was like, you know, one of multiple <laughs> chances of that. Um, yeah. I remember just very clearly in my head thinking, you know, I'm, I'm meant to kind of, run the run the ship myself I, you know i'm always going to be frustrated by this do you have a similar experience to to that you know when you were working with uh within a firm setting that you were kind of you know you just got to that point of uh, experience that that led you to say i you know I, I just need to go figure this this out or you know i want to go this is my path yeah um I mean, to a certain extent, it's still pretty early on. I've, I've only, I've only uh, not been a practicing lawyer for a few months now. But what I, think, what I think made the difference for me was when I thought seriously about what it would mean to become a partner and what it would mean to work on a, really just a handful of transactions for the rest of my career, uh, I just wanted to look at alternatives. I found that, uh, like I said, I, I really liked the, the value add of being a trusted advisor, but in the M&A space in, in New York City, I wasn't getting that opportunity enough. And so the, the impetus for me, I think, to go from, to make the pivot from being a, a lawyer who, you know, goes in and does the job every day, and I found a way to like it, um, once I figured out that there was a, an opportunity here to build something to help lawyers, that I could actually add value to to that process, which is in desperate need of improvement, a light, a light switch flickered in my head. And I decided that this feels like something where I can 
um, work in a much more dynamic environment. I can add value in a way that I, I wasn't seeing in my day to day as an attorney. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I read a lot and, and went for it. Um, and so I have a lot of, I have a lot of good people on my team and a lot of support. And right now I'm feeling inspired. So I'm just going to keep riding that momentum. It's awesome, and congrats on getting things going. And uh, I mean, it's, it's always a uh, kind of uh, I don't know. It's such a mixed emotion kind of uh, time period because you know you're super excited and optimistic, and you're also really scared and kind of overwhelmed, you know, <laughs> yeah. with everything. So it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's just it takes a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, courage to get out there and, and do that. So kudos. Um, so, okay, so we talked, you know, kind of about the productivity, the, the, I guess the problem with a lot of the day-to-day the -day of, of legal work. So give us a little bit of info about Dashboard Legal and kind of, you know, you talked about that problem, kind of what, I guess, what's the solution or what, you know, what do you, what do you how do you see that it fits into the daily life of an attorney? Yeah, sure. So um, Dashboard Legal is, is really aimed at doing two things. It's helping lawyers stay organized and helping lawyers collaborate with colleagues. So on the organizational side of things, the way that the way that Dashboard Legal is set up is that email when emails come into your inbox, they're automatically sorted into different boards, into different dashboards. And within each dashboard, you have a comprehensive view of all of the client's materials. You have those sorted emails, you have the relevant documents, you have a chat to speak with your team and you have a transaction checklist. And the idea is that you can organize and segment information into different digital workspaces. So when you need to jump into that client's materials, you have the ability to do that with just a click. So I like to give the example, which I call the phone call. You're on a call with client A, you got a lot of windows open, emails open, documents open, and client B calls. A typical attorney workflow right now is to search their inbox for the latest correspondence, to open up their document management system, maybe email a colleague, look at the recent red lines. Dashboard legal, you're on call with client A, client B calls, you just click into the client B board, and then boom, your whole UI becomes all about that client, and you are uh, immersed in the context and ready to act. Um, so it, it's, it's an email client and it's a digital workspace. And really the idea in the, for the first value prop is the organizational piece. The second is the collaboration piece, and uh, which I think actually has the, the strongest need at this moment in time, which is right now all internal and external communications are happening via email. And email is a good solution for work product. You need to send a summary of a document. You need to send um, action items in a bulleted form. That's good for email. But for working in real time, for getting the legal work done, yes, no, look at this precedent. Have we spoke to so-and-so? That is more, that's better adapted happening in chat working in real time. And that's what our colleagues in the business world have found. And I'm trying to bring some of that value proposition as well. So it's the organizational tool, dividing your materials into different boards, and it's the collaboration tool, meaning within the board, you have the chat function to speak with your team and a checklist that updates in real time, like a Google Doc, instead of having to circulate updates via email. Very cool. And, um, you know, for folks who may not... Um you know, be kind of immersed in some of the technology aspects of, or may, you know, may not have heard of Slack or be using it. How, how does this kind of, I guess, interface with, um, you know, or, or what are the, how does a, an attorney start using it, right? Is it, because I know, you know, I think in my, my father's law firm's office, they're all desktop outlook, you know, yes. type people. And, um, and we personally are only Gmail, right? We're all yeah. in G Suite. And so, how, um, you know, is it easy to get, get started with this? Is it kind of like a compliment to their uh, email system or does this replace the whole, um, you know, kind of inbox, at least for the work workplace? Yeah, so the way I like to think about it is, is email plus. This is your email. You, you link it, you link Dashboard Legal to either G Suite or to Outlook and you open it up and it looks exactly like your email. It'll seem familiar. We're building around this email functionality. Plus, you have all of these other features. You have the boards where you can toggle in on the left to access those siloed views of information, sorted emails, the documents. 
Um, and then within the boards, like I said, you have those collaborative features. So I think the easiest way to picture it is, is email plus, and it's really meant to address the day-to-day -day workflow of lawyers. And I think we'll come to this, but maybe it's important to mention right now that most lawyers who are working in a, either solo practitioner environment or small law firm environment are using some sort of practice management solution, a Clio, a Practice Panther, those types of products. And those are very important software solutions to help with the business side of running your own law firm. They handle client intake, they handle the CRM um, functionality, they handle billing and so on. That helps the lawyers run the business of their firm. What Dashboard Legal is trying to address is the workflow, how you interact with your clients, how you save documents, how you sort and, and organize your emails. It's your day-to-day -day workflow, which is a, a complement to the practice management solutions. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a good segue into kind of what I was going to ask, which, you know, was kind of, what's the difference between something like this and, a, and Clio, but, you know, I guess I'll rephrase it, you know, in the way that, you know, it sounds like, you know, I know folks use Clio and uh, some of the other, because the, the core problem there is, you know, they, they don't have a, a, maybe a well thought out or a structured intake process. And so, yep. you know, kind of, um, and I see it a lot as well with, you know, with our clients, because, um, you know, kind of the, the system in place is really just calls come into the assistant or maybe the attorney themselves gets put down on a piece of paper and then, you know, is, are there follow-ups, uh, you know, anything like that. And so it solves that, I think in a lot of ways solves that problem. Um, you know, what do you feel like is the, the core problem, I guess, um, you know, from that you're solving for in this compared, I guess, to like an intake system. Cause I, I, you know, I wasn't, I was, when we started talking about it, I didn't, you know, I was, I was thinking that these were kind of equivalent products, but the more we talk about it, it makes a lot more sense that this is, you know, for this other aspects that I think people kind of maybe not take it, it uh, take for granted. Uh, but I think people are just used to like using their inbox as a, a task management and kind of, you know, kind of this multi-problem yes. thing. And, you know, I think if you can bring clarity to that, that's a huge win, or at least that seems like the big challenge for, I mean, for you, for us, right. For anyone with a business with that's email centric. Yeah, for sure. And, and the, it makes a lot of sense that innovation, uh, software innovation happened first in this uh, practice management space, because that's not really practicing law. Lawyers need, need, especially solo practitioners, they need help running the business of their law firm, client intake, uh, billing, follow-up, all the things that we spoke about that, that practice management really brings to the table. It has come really at the expense, though, of, of ignoring that day-to-day -day workflow, which lawyers have just kind of assumed is email and, and has been for the past 20 years. And I think we're going to see an uptick in the productivity space, meaning helping lawyers handle the barrage of emails coming in every single day, which, was, which is, you asked about the problem, that's the problem. There's a fire hose of information that has only increased in the past five, 10 years, but there's been no tools to help manage that flow of information. It's all still in your inbox. And whether you're an organized folder or tags user or not, you're still engaging in that day-to-day -day search. And I, I saw a great McKinsey study that came out. Let me just pull up this one statistic for you here. Um, may, may lead into my, my next question. If it's the statistic I was going to pull up about sure. newspaper. But go, no, no, well, go yeah, ahead. I'll go there in a second, but it's, <laughs> it's approximately, it's about the same, but it, 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 it's the study found that 19% of professionals are spending their time searching and gathering information and 28% of their time reading and answering email. So you figure you're spending 20% of your time just searching for information. Uh, that's an enormous, enormous commitment of time when there are pretty easily uh, manufactured tools to just cut that down and help automate some of that organization. Um, yeah. No, I so think yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a cool solution to it because I mean, you know, we deal with the exact same thing. And I mean, I, I have to assume it's almost, you know, it's just a, a complete, uh, you know, apple to apple comparison between kind of the interaction we have with, with a client versus what an attorney does um, in a different way, right? Where someone comes in and, and 
you know, you may be doing, you know, we've got 30 plus clients now. Attorneys have, you know, many clients in at one time in varying stages of, you know, kind of information. And, you know, I think when universally, when a client calls in, you know, that case is, is the most important item for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you are, you're kind of expected to be up to date, know the latest details and be able to provide kind of a, a very concrete, specific set of actions. And, you know, as we've grown, um, and I think it's the same, uh, I have to assume it's the same for attorneys that the more you grow, the more you just kind of, it just feels so chaotic trying to be perfect, you know, for, um, for everyone. And I mean, I, I think something like this, I mean, just sounds like such a, you know, an advantage to uh, folks who can kind of rely on that structure of pre-sorting, which is a very unique feature, I think, that I've not seen anywhere else or heard about anywhere else. Um, it yeah. could be really, really cool for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And and the ultimately, the, the buck stops with the lawyer. If you hire a lawyer, they need to be they need to be perfect in their, in their uh, organization of your materials. I mean, the, the, the buck stops with them. And so I think lawyers feel that. And so if you can deliver some tools to help them uh, manage that, and the idea mm-hmm. with Dashboard Legal is that you just have many command centers. You jump into one client board, you're in the command center for that client and you have everything you need to make decisions. And you can jump from command center to command center. That, that really enables lawyers to to do their job at the highest level without the kind of micro stresses of just constantly searching for information. For sure. And I want to kind of, I guess, change gears a little bit in the discussion just around, you know, I think um, some folks uh, may have, you know, not resistance to, or they may think about a technology product like this as, you know, kind of another, uh, you know, shiny object. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is, but I, what I wanted to kind of talk about more with, with you, you know, is kind of the, you know, what's the, the, the average non-technological benefit to an attorney? And I was reading your uh, blog post on your site, and it was just talking about how, um, you know, the average American processes the equivalent of 174 newspapers worth of yeah. data every day. I mean, it's just insane. And, um, you know, I've talked about this with, with people before where, you know, that's, I mean, just so unprecedented compared to the millions of years of human, uh, you know, activity where, I mean, newspapers and data wasn't a present. It's like, we're over really overloading, I think our systems, um, you know, in terms of, of trying to accept that data. And I was just, um, you know, I think a lot of people associate, uh, you know, productivity with doing more, but I also, you know, kind of what I was thinking about with, with your article was that it really almost means that it can do less or the same without being overwhelmed. And yes. I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that um, because I think that feels kind of like a lot in the DNA of the, the product, which is kind of, you know, yeah, it's a cool tech tech tool, but also, you know, having some more just peace in your day and not feeling overwhelmed with data. I mean, it's such a, a you know, a, a non-tangible but important benefit, I think, um, that this could provide. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the volume of information is, is wild and the amount of, of distractions we have in our day, which can be relevant to our job. You know, you can get a whole bunch of emails from a client. The result, though, is that we're we as lawyers are constantly engaged in this um, pinging back information, pinging back emails forward here, reply there. And I think there's a, there's a, uh, a misconception out there, a misnomer that the more we can bat back these emails, the more we can handle, the more productive we are. If we a hundred emails come into our box and we can achieve that inbox zero, we had an amazingly productive day. What I found in, in behavioral science research and in my discussions with dozens of lawyers developing the product, that's actually not where productivity happens. If you, if you think about where your best work came in, in law school, in drafting a, a, a pleading or a document in your law practice, that happens when you have that blocked out time to focus, to concentrate, and you can start eliminating some of the distractions. 
there are there are certainly techniques to do that. I don't. I think it it, it we haven't evolved in a way with the software to figure out exactly how to block out transaction uh, distractions, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the more information we receive, the more important it becomes to set up those automations where you can block out the time. And having the different workspaces where your materials just live and you can jump in and out is, is one way to do it. It's not the only way, but I think it's, it's one way to do it. And um, it's going to become increasingly important to carve out those spaces and to really handle the flow of information to operate at our best. Um, and that's really where the focus of productivity software innovation, that's where it should be focused in my mind. Uh, because that's, that's really how you create tangible value and the opportunities to do actual legal work. For sure. And do you think uh, right now, I guess, how would you, what do you think, you know, now that you've kind of really gone in full, uh, full discovery mode on kind of legal tech and what's going on, you know, with legal software, uh, you know, I, well, first of all, I'm seeing more attorneys embrace some of the, that technology side. Um, and yeah. I think, especially with the, I've noticed a lot as well with kind of what I would call the younger generation of attorneys versus folks like my uh, father, you know, who used to advertise in the yellow pages. And, you know, it's yeah. like, it's just, it's very different now, right? Everybody, they all have to kind of have a comprehension of the, the technology aspect. But what, I guess, what do you think right now are kind of the, the pros and cons of legal tech or, you know, kind of like what, what's going well and what needs to, you know, advance or become more in line with um, just better, you know, uh, better performance and better, uh, uh, you know, uh, usage, I guess, by, by uh, attorneys? Yeah. So in 2019, investment in, in the legal tech industry was over a billion dollars. Wow. There's money going into this industry to develop tools for lawyers and also for, for um, lawyers to communicate better with colleagues and, and in-house legal departments. And that innovation is really focused on two, two areas. The, at the large law firm, uh, in the large law firm space, it's been on artificial intelligence, contract, uh, contract AI, e-discovery space, which has had a lot of early traction, and then cloud document management solutions. So it's these mm-hmm. big, uh, heavy lift cloud-based tools, e-discovery, AI. On the smaller firm level, as we talked about, it's been in the practice management space, helping lawyers run the day-to-day business side of their law firm. Both, both, focus, both focuses of, this, of the legal tech innovation has really ignored the day-to-day workflow of actual attorneys. And um, I think that that's, that's a big problem and that's where we need to shift focus. It's, it's the process improvements to the day-to-day workflow of lawyers that I believe will have the most impact in the short term and, and the accumulation of which will have an impact in the long term. I think that it's, it's important to think about artificial intelligence and how we can develop these really advanced solutions, but the way that lawyers improve their, their delivery of the legal product is with process improvement small process improvements that can enhance their practice. And that's where I think we need to focus. And that's where dashboard legal is focused. Um, but I think when you think about the, the, and I know we're going to get into this in a second, but when you think about how a small, smaller firm attorney, even a solo practitioner can, 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 um, can grab onto these process improvements to improve their practice, there are some very useful, easy off-the-shelf tools to use. And the, the first example is just DocuSign. If you need a document signed by a client and you have to send them a PDF or, or even worse, you need a hard copy wet signature, that, that's, a, that's a huge pain in the butt and you're not gonna be used by the future client. Maybe there are some old timers who continue to do that, but as innovation moves forward, clients are focused on experience and the process improvements get them there. So DocuSign is a no-brainer. If you need your client to sign something, send it via DocuSign, they sign it back, they get a copy of it, boom. That's one small process which makes a huge difference and can really show your clients that you're thinking about how innovation can help them um, just do things in an easier way. 
Um, so that was a long-winded answer of saying that I think no. that the industry is focused on one side and one piece of it, e-discovery and operations, when the actual needs of the lawyer are happening in the process improvements and workflow space, and, and there are some things that are being done. Right. So it sounds like, you know, so far, kind of the, the solutions are geared more towards, I would call the big pie, right? Something that's maybe universally kind of applicable or used like e-discovery and, and things, you know, what, regardless of the size of the firm, but um, solutions may be lacking kind of for the smaller uh, guy and gal um, in that space. And, um, you know, it's funny, while you were describing that, it was just making me think of, you know, how, like how long we'll, we'll have fax numbers on right. websites and stuff. Cause we, you know, we add that stuff all the time when we're setting up, you know, somebody's website or, you know, in a directory and things like that. I'm always like, you know, who does a fax? I I've never, like, I, I think I've sent one fax in my life, but. Uh, I know it's still in the notice provision. All these, all these fancy, enormous, sophisticated legal docs I've worked on the past few years. There's fax number still in all the notice provisions. You put it yeah. in a fax number. <laughs> Put in the email. That's all. That's right. what people are using. Just you know, for sure. So I've, you know, I wanted to touch on that, and then also, you know, I've noticed that, you know, well, especially over since since COVID's been going on, there's kind of been this, you know, what I call a forced marriage between Zoom and and attorneys, or you know, just video sharing software and attorneys, because, um, you know, I think no one really. There's some people who have been interested in that regardless, but it, it really got a lot of other people who were traditional, you know, meet in the office type of uh, firms to, you know, just have to like jump in that, uh, that area and, and kind of, you know, just go, you know, go into it quickly. And I feel like, you know, it's not going to go away because um, it's more convenient uh, than driving across in a city like Atlanta or New York city. If you're in a different borough, I mean, that could be, uh, yeah. you know, an hour to get there when you can just do a quick call. Um, so I think the technology barrier has been diminished and I think there's, you know, it gives you more time for co uh, consults ultimately, or, you know, buffer between your consults. But the, uh, with that kind of in mind, I, what, I guess the question I was going to ask is, you know, do you see any other technology changes coming as kind of the new standard as a result of the pandemic um, that won't go away because it's kind of my feeling that, yeah, there's going to be more, you know, people will go back to the in-person stuff, but in a lot of places, I feel like it's, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to probably be Zoom first now. Um, and I'm curious exactly if, you, right. you, you, if you kind of envision any other tech changes, uh, you know, in, in kind of the new world. as <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, digital yeah. transformation was happening before COVID. I think COVID has just sped up uh, that transformation and really put put uh, organizations that weren't thinking about it, weren't thinking about innovation and virtual work first, it's put their feet to the fire. So the, the, the rise in importance of Zoom, I think you're right, isn't going away. People can communicate quicker, get the face-to-face -face and get things done in a more efficient way, which if you look at any innovation in the, in the history of mankind, it's all humankind, it's always been, how can we do the same thing more efficiently? So Zoom is definitely a good example. What I think another, another innovation that we'll see um, on the horizon is, is the rise of digital workspaces. And it, it really enabling that universal field of view where, uh, where different stakeholders, whether it's colleagues in a law firm or a, or a lawyer and a client can kind of come together and share information that stays there, that lives there, that can be referenced back, that can be edited at the same time, like a Google doc or, um, you know, just, just those those, those digital workspaces where people can work outside of just the, the, the formal email environment. So I think that's definitely going to, we're going to see a rise in that as well. Interesting. And it's, you know, it's, uh, I kind of forget that, you know, that's an area of opportunity for a lot of firms, I think, because it's, it's been so common, you know, I mean, you've got Microsoft Teams commercials, you've got, you know, I mean, some different solutions like Slack's not, you know, but you've got, you know, project management systems like Asana and uh, Basecamp, you know, all of these yes. different things, but I, it, it doesn't seem like it's really made it into, into the legal space. So that's interesting. Right. It hasn't, um, it hasn't. 
Yeah. So, okay. So uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to, you know, kind of with your, you know, focused customer in mind, you know, you, your experience was in the big law firm. Um, you know, what do you feel like the challenges are to the solo, to the, to the small firm and, you know, and, and to an extent how, you know, how does your solution deal with that? Um, you know, yeah. I, um, interested to hear. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the small law firm solo practitioner lawyer is, um, has a whole, I would say a whole additional layer of, of work they need to do to deliver the legal product. At a large law firm, they have huge in-house teams that handle client intake, that handle billing, that handle all kinds of the back office processes that, that, um, you know, that large law firm attorneys take for granted. At the small law firm level solo practitioner, they need the tools to do it themselves. And so what I've seen in, in, my, in a lot of interviews with solo practitioners and small law firm lawyers is they're cobbling together a bunch of different tech products, software products to, to really accomplish the workflow that they want. So um, they'll have, you know, speaking with a lawyer yesterday, a solo practitioner, and she works with contract lawyers. And so she has a Google Drive where she shares documents. She has um, uh, an Asana account where she tracks uh, a task list. She, um, she uses Practice Panther to handle her case management. She uses another billing software to layer on top of it. And the, the hodgepodge, I think, of, of software tools is something that, that almost all modern solo practitioners will understand. That's how, they're, mm -hmm. that's how they need to operate because of the requirements of their job. Um, and, and I think that's not going away. So how do you enable lawyers to, to handle the business side of their firm with some software and then handle the day-to-day the, um, -day just actual legal work on the other side? And of course there's overlap, um, but I think to the extent that you can, you can separate out those two processes, you can have two primary pieces of software that really get your work done. And mm -hmm. building integrations between the two is going to become more important. And I think as we see the development of more and more tools in the, in the consumer market, but also in the legal tech market, there will be uh, certain winners and losers in this software game that really accomplish those goals. Uh, and now I'm speaking to the, to the smaller law firm attorney solo practitioner that accomplish the dual requirements of running the business and practicing the law. And any product that can build out a comprehensive solution for both, that's going to be the winner. I don't think that we're there yet. I don't even think that there are any leaders to, to try to accomplish that. I think Clio has a dominant share in the operation space and that we will soon see uh, new software in the productivity side and the, the lawyering side. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, um, you know, as, as we've grown, um, just, you know, with our business, and I know this is the case for attorneys that we work with, which are, you know, we're fortunate enough to see them, you know, their businesses grow, um, you know, as a result of our efforts. And, you know, they go from, I mean, it's, it, it varies, but we work with a lot of folks who are just starting out, right? And, you know, they, they're managing absolutely everything and then see them get a first hire, uh, second hire. But even then, I feel like, you know, there are firms, there are attorneys that almost purposefully limit their growth because they don't want to deal with the, the administrative side because it just becomes, you know, overly cumbersome to try to, you know, manage a, a, a junior attorney or manage two junior attorneys. And then, you know, and how that all, all works. And I feel like, you know, the big, a big limitation, or you know, I guess a big problem with it all is that, you know, you're, there's an inefficiency with the collaboration, with the, the task management that doesn't leave you that mind space to kind of think about those other issues like growth. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, you're almost so overwhelmed on a daily basis that you're holding on and can't even fathom, you know, trying to grow because it would be, you know, it's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's an important point. And I think that that that's that's that really points out the importance of what you're building at Constellation, which is the 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 world around us is changing. 
how people find lawyers, how people interact with lawyers is changing. And it's become a more web native type of structure and a more client experience driven demand. People are used to using amazon.com. People are used to using Uber. And that fluid experience is something they're going to expect more and more out of attorneys. So I think that to the extent lawyers want to think about how they can market themselves and prepare for the future of legal services, they, they can harness technological power and software to help them reach that point, to find new clients online, to help with their SEO, to help build a tech stack that, that streamlines some of their processes to run their business. And, um, and so I think that we'll see more and more rise in prominence of, of organizations like yours who can really help small firm lawyers compete in this new world while they get to still focus on what they do best, which is practicing law and thinking about legal problems for their clients. We're going to have to do a, uh, a glossary of, uh, of uh, Silicon Valley software terms for uh, yeah. the non-geeks who are not, <laughs> I was yeah, not like, in the world. U, U, UI and uh, yeah. text that like, it's like, oh man, is that going to, like people are gonna know what that means, but um, no, it's, uh, it's my my next question is around. Or, so I see some really like I guess when I brought up earlier, I kind of wanted to take you know this out of just like it's another tech park. We'll go into kind of some of the the tangible benefits and actionable advice, you know, really for for firms that may be struggling, you know, just with keeping up with everything, yeah. and so. You know, the first thing I identified, um, you know, as far as a, a benefit of this type of tool is just peace of mind, you know, because, um, I mean, it is just, it's stressful trying to uh, run a business. I mean, it really yeah. is. And if you can know, you know, not have that kind of thing in the back of your head that, oh my gosh, the emails are all piled up, you know, in my inbox and I need to go through and look at each one. Just having some, you know, I mean, immediately, I think, gives you some calmness that things are kind of in the places they need to be. Yes. Um, and makes it easier. And another couple of other advantages I was thinking about were uh, better client experience. The fact that, you know, like we were talking about, it's, uh, you know, clients expect you to know exactly what's going on. And if you can do that quicker. Um, yeah. and you know, with all of the right details, as far as seeing all the matters, seeing, you know, everything that's involved with that case in one place, um, it's a win for the client, you know, as well. Um, and the last one I was thinking about too, was just, and I know, I don't know if, you know, you thought about this as a, kind of an impetus for the product, but I mean, I think you can, it allows you, it's a catalyst to increase growth and profit because, you know, the more, you know, more time you can spend out you know, thinking about your marketing, thinking about how to, you know, get the best lawyers, you know, to join your firm, you know, and, and get into these other aspects of the business that you're not filing, you know, uh, emails and saying this needs to go here and you need to do this and stuff like that. I mean, I think ultimately it, it leaves you open to other things in your business that need attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take that last part first. And, and to the extent that lawyers can automate more of their processes, they can free up their time to do more important legal work, client development, or just go home, you know, right. it, it's, 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 right. it's, and, and I think that tools to help them accomplish that are a huge value add. What I want to come back to uh, first, before you get to the huge benefits of, of client development, increasing, um, increasing your billables or whatever metric you want to use, what I come back to is the adaptability of the product. And there are tools out there to do, to do what we want to do, to do what we've been speaking about, which is automate processes, share information more fluidly and so on. But they all require migrating off of email. They all require going somewhere else to try to manage these tasks. And what I found um, with, you know, with lawyers and my research and also just the broader research on, on lawyers in general is that, they won't break their their reliance on email. Getting them off of yeah. email is too difficult because it's their that's their communication with their client. That's communication internally. Right. It's where they're keeping all their stuff. And having them move over to a new product where they have to kind of use both now and it takes time to learn, 
is the barrier. That's the most significant barrier. So the idea with, with dashboard legal and why we're, why we, why I think we're different is that it is email. When you Mm -hmm. connect your email and start using it, it looks and feels familiar because that's exactly what it is. You have the benefits of these boards of being able to house documents within the boards, have your emails. These are things that look like your email screen. And so once you can get lawyers to, to adopt that type of workflow saying that, okay, this feels familiar. I know what to do with this in just 10 minutes of linking my email to it. Then you can start adding on some of these other productivity tools. And in particular, the chat in the, in the board with your colleagues, the checklist that looks more like a Google doc that operates in real time. I mean, these are just low hanging fruit, which already exists lawyers can already do it, but they won't because they're working in their email. So the adaptability issue is something that I'm very focused on uh, and that I think is important. And so when you're already using your email the same way, you know how to use it, you can then integrate these other benefits to your workflow and start taking advantage of these process improvements to then leverage the benefits that you spoke about, which is spending more time doing what you need to do, having a more fluid um, workflow and and frankly, just having a reduced that that re- reduction of the micro st- micro stress that happens every day when you're trying to just mm-hmm. find and sort information. Yeah, and I don't want to downplay that because I think uh, you know having a, a, a enjoyable work experience is like very overlooked, but such yeah. an important part. You know, where you don't wake up feeling overwhelmed and you know and and you know, I, I probably have more anxiety than other folks, but I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like everybody feels it, you know, everybody, uh, it's not at, just lawyers, at, at some degree, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it, it's definitely just, you know, it's a quality era. Yeah. Quality of life um, and health issue, you know? So, yeah. Um, cool. So I wanted to get into some kind of like actionable, you know, tips for solo and, and small firms that I think, sure. you know, from your perspective would be, you know, you can kind of add, you know, some value on. And with the first one I was going to talk about is, um, you know, besides dashboard legal, of course, what's the first step you would recommend, you know, to the average overworked, uh, overwhelmed attorney who's trying to, you know, run and grow their business at the same time? Is there, you know, a kind of a, 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 a thought process change? Is it a, a tool? Like what, what would you, you know, encourage someone like that to think, to try and get to that, that next phase where it's, you know, it's more manageable. It's, um, you know, you're able to grow, kind of have, you know, your cake and eat it too without going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, I think that for, for solo practitioners, small law firms, the more that they can think about the client experience, the more they will succeed. So I'll start with, I'll start with a few process improvements and then I'll, I'll go to the broader question. Process improvements, there's a few easy ones that I can think of. I mentioned DocuSign. That Mm -hmm. should be a no-brainer for virtually every firm. If you need a signature, sign up for that service, get clients on board that way. The second is billing. Billing should be with a credit card or online or an easy set-up wire transfer. The, The days of requiring somebody to see a hard copy bill to submit an invoice, to even send a check. I mean, that sounds crazy to me. Those days are over. And if clients are encountering that type of experience, they're not going to use you because they experience in their day-to-day what it means to order a product on Amazon, to order an Uber. I'm not, comparing the, yeah. I'm not comparing the importance of those products to, to uh, you know, your, a, 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 an important litigation that where your, your, sure. your livelihood is at stake. But what I'm saying is that consumers are also legal consumers and they're looking for a better experience. And so the low hanging fruit, I think should be the first stop for every solo practitioner, small law firm. And that's DocuSign and how you handle your billing. The other, um, you know, and then zooming out a little bit, which is what I started with, which is the client Mm -hmm. experience. I think that we've become over reliant on the billable hour. And I see this especially pronounced in a large law firm, but I think it's small law firm as well. The, the value that, law, that clients are looking for in the future is value. It's not billable hours. It's not how many hours did you spend 
to draft this memo. It's what was the answer and what did you do for me? What did you file? So I think another process improvement and way in a way that you can differentiate yourself and really become that forward thinking attorney is to break the reliance on the billable hour is to mm -hmm. have an upfront cost structure for certain things. And I went through this with myself when I was forming my company here in the past few months and dealing with a lawyer who does work in these um, with the process improvements. He was upfront. This is the amount that it costs to draft your bylaws, to draft your articles of formation and to actually right. file the damn thing in, in Delaware. This is what it costs. I'm not charging you for any conversations you need to have to ask me a question. I'm not, you know, if, if, some, if there's a mistake or a follow-up, I'm not going to charge you more billable hours because I spend time on it. I'm delivering this as a, as a whole product. I'm upfront about the cost. So th those are three examples where I think that thinking about the client experience will be the driver for growth and for being competitive in this future uh, value-driven, experience-driven market. Very cool. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And those are very, I think, uh, good areas to look into. Um, so you mentioned, you know, DocuSign, um, Zoom, and I think, you know, there's plenty of billing things out there. Um, yeah. Okay, so are there any other tools that you can think of that are simple and, you know, can kind of, maybe free, maybe not, I'm just thinking simple, almost like, hack, not hacks, but just, um, you know, tools out there that you, you can encourage attorneys to use in order to kind of get time back in their day. Um, and I know we've already talked, you know, about a few, but I'm curious if any others come to mind that, you know, is, would be, a, you know, kind of essential for an attorney um, if they're one to streamline things. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, like I said before, the adoption has been a huge problem. Lawyers are, are, aren't getting off their email and, and, it's hard to it's hard to get them to embrace software as process improvements, but if they are looking for ways to do it, I think there are some free, easy to use tools out there. And one that comes to mind is Trello. Mm -hmm. Trello, Asana, Monday.com. These are all consumer and business-facing um, task management tools. And if you're willing to spend the time to learn it, it will pay enormous dividends. So I'll give Trello as an example for a, for a litigator. The way that Trello is set up is if you imagine, just make it simple, four columns, and you have different cards, different rows in each column, and you can move the, the card from left to right as you go on. So for a, litigate, for a litigator that has uh, all kinds of deadlines to submit to the court, to respond to discovery, to submit the motion, whatever it is, they mm -hmm. can move the card along as the process moves and being able to visualize where you are in the process, what the due dates are, have the flexibility to move it around in a SaaS product as opposed to using Microsoft word table or however you're keeping track of your deadlines. Right. That's a really, that's an off the shelf tool that you personally can use right away to have that visual cue and that visual map of what are your deadlines and where things are going. Yes, it's adding another program to your stack, and I think that there are, that comes with its own problems, especially if you want to uh, work with another colleague. But um, yeah, I guess that's how I would address that, that question. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the the issue is not so much you know all new tech products are incorporating in or bad necessarily. I think it's just you kind of have to pick the ones that have the most impact, you know, and not try to have something for everything, right? And I mean, that's a, a, a challenge we go, you know, we, we're dealing with literally today, we were talking about it earlier, um, you know, that you kind of want to figure out, the way I try to think about it as well in my own work is, you know, what's, what are the things that I'm doing on a daily basis that uh, it's the same thing, it's, just, it's a repetitive thing, right? And yep. can I find a solution that will either aid me, do some of the prep work, do it all, um, you know, kind of in that process. And I think if you think about it and kind of, you know, what's the thing that I do every day that sucks up my time is relatively a binary, you know, in terms of a decision. It's either a yes or no, you know, kind of thing. And that may be checking on, um, you know, deadlines of cases. Are you doing that manually or could, you know, could it better be done with like a Trello board, right? With right. notifications right. or something. So. I think it's just right. like equally kind of a mindset shift, but you know, and then 
you, you know, you, you do have to kind of find the right tool though. Cause I mean, we've gone through like four different project management tools, right? Yeah. Until we yeah. found the one that kind of like worked in our system and yeah. it, it works for different people, right? Some people kind of like this column structure that Trello does other people like the other ways. So it's, I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking to improve your, your technology stack and, and your, you know, it, it goes a long way to, you know, look into, you know, kind of try it out for yourself and think about how your workflow, what you, you know, put or what you, uh, you know, is of the highest value in terms of uh, the functionality and go from there instead of, um, you know, kind of relying on what maybe somebody else uses. Because I think even if, you know, we're friends, right, you're going to organize your thoughts in a completely different Definitely. way than I am. Yeah. And, and it's got to kind of, you know, be custom. So match your workflow. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think you're right that it, it does differ based on workflow and, and finding a tool that helps the way you work makes, makes the most sense and when we'll succeed. Um, and, and, you know, I, I like when you said, what are you doing every day? What are the tedious tasks that you're doing every day, which was the core of dashboard legal. I'm right. dragging and dropping emails into different folders. Why so, am I spending my time doing that? We automate that process. Why I'm spending my day searching my inbox, toggling between folders, trying to find that piece of information. I'm doing that every single day. Why am I doing that? What's the solution? Well, just house it in a different board so you can find it. That's where we yep. started too. And I think that's where lawyers who are looking to embrace legal tech, that's the, those are the questions they should be asking themselves as well. Very cool. So kind of on this uh, thread with, you know, productivity and work, you know, just work life, um, uh, how you deal with it on a daily basis. Are there any, you know, thought leaders or just people out there that, you, you know, that have influenced you that you would recommend to other attorneys to, to um, you know, that they should be interested in reading if they're kind of looking for some of this, some of these benefits we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a few that I, that I think are really, um, that are really hitting the mark in terms of what we're talking about and thinking about the future of legal practice and, and how lawyers can improve their processes. The first, uh, the first is the most preeminent legal tech scholar in the world, and his name is Richard Susskind. And he's written a whole host of books on how, you know, from the 1980s, talking about how email would uh, displace paper communications. And, and, and uh, interestingly, there's a great story where the the, the, the legal academy of, of, of Wales denounced him when he made that pronouncement that email would be the, the future of client communications. They said that he didn't know what he was talking about and, and that he was bringing the profession into disre disrepute. Uh, I mean, you know, so he, he's, uh, that's a sidetrack, but he's got a great, he's got a great, yeah. <laughs> he's got great books out there. He just wrote a book on the future of the court system happening virtually, virtual courts. Yeah. Um, so he's been a forward thinking for 30 years. I think that's the first stop. There's a few others that the CEO of Clio, actually, Jack Newton, came out with a book called The Client-Centered, um, make sure I know what it's called here before I get this wrong. Um, the Client-Centered Law Firm. Mm -hmm. And he, he speaks about uh, the, the, the importance of the experience, which is what I referenced earlier, the experience of the client interacting with your law firm. His, his premise is that for most legal services, the, the product is the same, that you're getting the document, you're getting the will, you're getting the whatever it is. The experience is the difference maker. And to the extent that lawyers can improve that experience to the client, that's where they'll succeed in the future. So I would encourage that, that book cool. as well. Um, and then one more, there's an author named Michelle Di, Di Stefano, who does a lot of really great writing and research on collaboration and, and how lawyers can kind of break the mold of being tech resistors to innovators and, and how to innovate for the, right. the future lawyer. Yeah. Speaking of tech resistors in Wales, I was just, that made me think of, you know, that it was going to denounce the profession. You know, I've got, I mean, I know some of my dad's friends who, you know, just can't even fat, like, they can't stomach the idea of, uh, you know, like having a website where, yeah. you know, in the, I think the old, olden times, uh, you know, it was, I mean, there were just more stringent, I think, guidelines about not being able to advertise and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, I think there's a, a set of people who, you know, kind of pine for the old days and, you know, and, and this, this uh, you know, are not interested in dealing with like right. the, 
the, the, the market as it, as it is today. But, right. um, do you, um, so, you know, you mentioned, uh, the attorney that, you know, helped you with your, uh, incorporation, you know, and, and getting that set up and kind of his process around flat fees. Are there other attorneys, you know, working attorneys and people, you know, people you've seen that, you know, um, you know, kind of influenced you, uh, you know, to, to build these systems and like build this solution, you know, um, are there any out there that come to mind that are kind of like very forward, you know, uh, mentality in terms of, I guess, the operational side of their practice? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm speaking with lawyers every day now, multiple lawyers yeah. every day. And, and there are a lot of forward thinking lawyers out there, ones who understand conceptually that innovation can help their practice, that innovation is driving the legal profession forward, not replacing lawyers. The, the, the problem is, is they haven't seen enough products that actually do anything. They're still reliant on email 100%. So there's this, what I found is there's this kind of amorphous understanding that legal tech is the future and that it's there to help, but a lack of concrete developments. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, unlike the legal, unlike the tech space generally, where there are a ton of innovators, people coming out with things all the time, there are much fewer attorneys who are actually making the break from law to develop legal tech products. I think it's going to become more prominent, but um, it, it is rare at the moment. There's a few, um, uh, Haley Altman, who developed this Doxley product, she came from a, a partner. She was a partner at a law firm in Indiana. There's another mm -hmm. article that was po that was published in um, Law.com about this lawyer. I don't remember her name at the moment. We connected on LinkedIn, but she is developing a, a wills and estates tech product where you kind of just mm -hmm. pop in the information and out pops the will. Um, so I think lawyers are thinking about it, and there are innovators in the space. Um, but the more important piece of it is is that more and more lawyers are aware that it can be helpful. They're just waiting for, for that that actual product. Makes sense, yeah. Um, cool. So I've got kind of the last question for you, and it's really you know kind of going on this. I think you know what I'm taking away a lot is you know that the the right tools, the right uh, you know, solution for, you know, can have a big impact and improve these, you know, mo like tangible and non-tangible benefits or aspects of, you know, of our life. Um, we, I guess with that in mind, is there anything we, we didn't talk about, you know, that, that you feel like, you know, your product addresses or, you know, just that you think is, you know, important to bring up for, solo small firms, you know, who are kind of in that, uh, in that challenging, you know, position that we, we laid out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we've covered, we've covered most of it, but what I'd say is that lawyers, solo practitioners, small law firms need to be thinking about innovation in their firm and thinking about how to improve the processes to deliver to the client. At the same time, it doesn't need to be revolutionary. It doesn't need to be this crazy transformative program or process that changes the right. way you practice law. It's really the incremental process improvements that will make the difference to your clients and ultimately to your law firm. And if you can focus on those processes, you will be able to compete in the future. So it's, it's automating those day-to-day -day tedious tasks. It's finding a better way to stay organized and collaborate with clients, which is what Dashboard Legal does. It's harnessing new tools to ease the flow of both information and friction between you and your client. DocuSign, auto bill pay, um, you know, maybe even a shared drive where you share documents or can, or can look at the same document and edit in real time. I mean, there's a whole host of ways that you can make these subtle incremental improvements to, to really enable your practice to compete in the future. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate your time. And, uh, I, you know, I thought this, this is a really fascinating conversation made me think differently about a couple of things, um, you know, in services and products we might, you know, do in the future as well for, uh, yeah. for attorneys. But, um, yeah, I want to get you on record though. Will you do the, uh, the podcast intro since, uh, you are a music uh, 
Of course, of course, of course. I will, I will definitely compose and produce the, the, the intro for Constellation Marketing Podcast. <laughs> um, well, so you can, he's probably the only, well, we'll see, but the only guest I know of, so, uh, you know, that's going to come in that has a, you can find him on Spotify, but you can also find him at dashboardlegal.com and yeah. kind of where are you at? Like what, um, you know, you know, I, I know you're looking to get people into the, the beta, What's the yeah. best way to kind of connect and just make sure they're, um, you know, staying up on kind of what you guys have going on and, you know, get into that, uh, get into that pipeline so that they can take, take advantage of, um, you know, dashboard legal solution as it is right now and kind of what it's going to become, you know, over the years. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I can be reached at Matt with one T at dashboardlegal.com And I love hearing from lawyers. I love talking to lawyers about their tech stack, about the, how they handle the, the, the client delivery experience. And uh, for, for the innovative lawyers who are out there who want to take advantage of, of some of the really lightweight benefits that Dashboard Legal can provide, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to reach out, Matt, dashboardlegal.com. Uh, we're, we're taking lawyers to participate in the beta, have a, have a really solid foundational um, program up and running. You can connect your email, you can use the board, you can chat with colleagues and store documents there. Uh, so the, the product is, is, is up and running and, and we're looking for people to, uh, to come and try it out with us. So if, if you're that, that forward thinking lawyer, uh, reach out. Very cool. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Great chat with you as always, Patrick. 